the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Already midway through November. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. This is the WIA National News for week commencing November 18. And a couple of big events coming up for the WIA. We've got the Spring VHF UHF Field Day and the 2013 WIA AGM and Annual Conference. Details on both of these in this week's edition. In fact, on the VHF UHF Field Day, which is next weekend, that's the 24th and 25th, if you don't wish to camp out overnight, you can enter one of the eight-hour sections rather than the full 24 hours or participate as a home station. This next field day will again include the F-Call Challenge with special certificates for Foundation licensees who participate in any of the single operator sections of the field day. The details are available on the contest page of wia.org.au and, as they say, good luck in the contest. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au The 2013 WIA Annual Conference will be held at the Trade Winds Hotel in historic Fremantle, which is Perth's port city. Fremantle is one of Perth's major tourist centres offering history, culture, lifestyle and a pretty good football team. The conference is on the weekend 24, 25, 26th of May and that's the end of autumn in Perth. And we should enjoy some good weather as we tend to get most of our rain later in winter and in spring. Various components of the conference will be hosted by amateur radio clubs in Western Australia. And together we look forward to welcoming you to Perth and Fremantle. There's an interesting lineup of activities for you to enjoy. And just as importantly, you'll have time to relax in the bar. For many of you, a trip to Western Australia is not to be taken lightly and I encourage you to make it worth your while by making the conference part of a longer holiday. With a bit of forward planning, you can get some very good airfares to Perth, giving you more cash in the wallet for your enjoyment. If you're considering coming to the conference, or if you've never given it thought before, think about it now to give yourself time to make holiday arrangements and to watch the airfares. The airlines are frequently offering very good fares. This week... An unnamed full-service airline was offering Melbourne to Perth for $189 one way. With some vigilance, you may be able to improve on that fare. Booking details for the conference will be on the WIA website in early December. Meanwhile, check out the website at vk6.net for conference information. That's vk6.net for conference information that we're regularly updating as we go and find out new things. The 2013 WIA AGM and conference is less than 200 days away and we're excited to announce that the expressions of interest for speakers is now open. We're planning to host a large range of topics in various formats, from quick talks to hands-on presentations, from discussions to social events, and now is the time for you to stick up your hand and show us what you've got. If you've built a new gadget, written some software, engaged in research or achieved something, we'd like to hear from you. Tell us about your successes and your failures. Use the opportunity to speak with other amateurs who share your passion and excitement about a large range of topics. If you've been attempting to figure out how to achieve something but finding it hard to get a room of experts together, the conference offers you the opportunity to host an open discussion on a topic of your choosing. 
you'll have the ability to get people in the room and benefit from the combined knowledge accumulated. Who knows, you might find someone who's got a similar interest. We'll be allocating time slots on a first-come basis, so get clicking now. You can find the Expressions of Interest form on the VK6 conference site, conference.vk6.net. That's conference.vk6.net. So that's it. The conference is in May 2013 at Fremantle. There's more things to do than we can cram into a weekend program. Airfares are going dirt cheap and we've got a great venue. I look forward to hearing that you're coming to Fremantle next May and to meeting you. I'm Bob VK6POP. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Victoria, it can be heard on the VK3 RMM Mount Macedon repeater at 147.250, 10.30am Sunday mornings. I'm Brad, VK3 Triple FM. Ams across Australia. VK1 and last weekend, 10.11 of November, Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club ran their final Foundation Amateur Radio course for the year. On the Saturday, Matthew and Mark passed their upgrade from Foundation to Standard Licence and Steve passed his first attempt at the Standard Licence. They then had seven candidates for the course and assessments on the Sunday. Congratulations to John, the two Andrews, Peter, Jack, Eel, Max, all successful in completing the course and assessments. Well done. VK2 and the final Trash and Treasure for this year at the VK2WI site will be next Sunday, that's the 25th, at 63 Quarry Road, Dural, and that starts at 9.30am. Now, once again this week, particularly for VK2, but it is of interest right around Australia, here's Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. The battle over New South Wales planning restrictions on amateur radio antenna masts now has to enter a new phase, the political campaign. Last week, I asked you to do some homework to get hold of the essential contact details for your local member of the New South Wales Legislative Assembly. I want you to write a polite letter to your local member to briefly explain our issue with planning restrictions and council red tape when you want to put up an antenna mast and to ask them to find out why this matter is not being considered in the current planning system review. I explained last week that preparing a letter to your local member requires a different approach to writing a submission to a government department. So, to help you, I have had a set of simple guidelines posted to the WIA website. When you write to your local member about an issue that concerns you, they will most likely write to the relevant minister, in this case, the New South Wales Minister for Planning and Infrastructure, the Honourable Brad Hazard MP, who is the member for Wakehurst. You can expect that your letter to your local member will be sent to the minister. If your local member is a member of the government, the Minister's Office will refer the correspondence to the Department of Planning and Infrastructure to draft a response to your local member for the Minister's signature. For you guys on the northern beaches in Sydney, the Minister is your local member. That's an advantage. But if your local member is either an independent or a member of the opposition, the Minister's Office will likely refer the correspondence to the Department of Planning and Infrastructure to write a reply to your local member from the department, or at best, a reply from one of the minister's advisers. Either way, all the correspondence that flows on this issue will send a signal to the minister and the Department of Planning that this issue is of serious concern to many electors. They have to get the message that the radio amateurs of New South Wales want exemptions for antenna masts to be included in the proposed new planning system. 
If it turns out that we don't get the answer we're looking for, be prepared to participate in stepping up the campaign to another level. Amateurs of New South Wales, the battle continues. This is about your future and the interests of future radio amateurs. Get cracking. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. The inaugural meeting of the Homebrew Constructors Group in VK3 was certainly well attended on November 10 at Amateur Radio Victoria in Ashburton. In the chair was Rob, VK3MQ, who believed a good core group exists, and with time, there's a possibility it will expand. Rob, VK3MQ, asked those attending to introduce themselves and talk a bit about their particular interests. It ranged from kit building, home brewing, HF transceivers, power amplifiers, wireless restoration, software-defined radio, microprocessors and antennas. One of the aims of the new group is to provide support and guidance, certainly the knowledge and experiences already among those who attended. A special activity day is likely to be arranged, involving the pooling of test equipment to give new projects a thorough workout, all under the supervision of the test equipment owner. The next meeting will be a Saturday afternoon, early December, and held as a show-and-tell day. The Southern Peninsula Armour Radio Club's inaugural radio fest at Rosebud on the Mornington Peninsula will be held next Sunday. The event will be held at the Eastbourne Primary School. That's in Alambi Avenue, Rosebud. Ticket sales and outdoor show-and-tell activities again will commence at 8am and the auditorium open to the public at 9.30 and an entry fee of just $5. This event next Sunday presents an ideal opportunity to make a family day of it so bring your family and enjoy the radio fest and then head off to the beaches parks wineries shops and restaurants all on the mornington peninsula if you do have pre-loved equipment to sell tables are still available at ten dollars through rosebudradiofest.com from the wia news hub in queensland and wia news studios across australia this is the national news service relayed by vk1 wia I thought we'd cheat a little bit here in Discussion Point and give you a preview of what's coming up in the Q News. That's the local VK4 area news. Again, it's Jeff Emery, VK4 ZPP, who's been doing a hell of a lot of thinking, in fact has for many a year. It's another one of his little insights into club activity. And I believe in uh, News West in VK6 that VK6POP has also been doing stuff on uh, clubs, so we might uh, see if we can get some of that interesting information from the West and also from the North and share it around this great land of ours here in VK. I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. You wonder at times whether enjoyment of a recreational pursuit, a hobby, can be like a marriage. Involvement starts out with a tingle of excitement, a sense of commitment develops and explosive times of energy and delight abound. Then the demands of work, family and other things seem to compound until the great fun times seem to disappear with the proverbial I'm too tired or I've got a headache almost to a routine. What once was put a spring in one step now seems to assume the role of being just mundane and ordinary. Even when opportunity arises, it seems almost too much effort to acknowledge it, let alone open a lazy eye for a brief once-over. But is that really how life was meant to be? This is one of the areas where our network of clubs and our administrative structure can and does provide support. When the world is passing you by, 
it is probably the right time to engage with your local radio club again. As much as people enjoy this hobby and the isolation of their own shacks, they're still social beings whose good health and stability depends on interaction with other people face to face. So, when it is meeting time for your local club, what will your response be? Sorry, I've got a headache, just doesn't work for me or you. I'll see you at the club. I'm Jeff Emery and that's what I think. How about you? Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Melbourne, it can be heard on VK3REC 147.775 MHz at 9.30am on Sundays and again at 8pm on Wednesday evenings. I'm Ralph, VK3 Lima Lima. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Harris Corporation, an international communications and information technology company, has received $7 million in orders to deliver public safety and tactical communication systems to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and its component agencies, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, and the U.S. Coast Guard. Harris will provide the U.S. Coast Guard with Falcon 3 AN-PRIC-117G multi-band man-pack tactical radios that will be installed across the Coast Guard fleet to provide interoperable tactical communications with local, state and federal agencies, as well as the Department of Defence. The AN-PRIC-117G radio operates multiple waveforms for narrowband line-of-sight voice and data communications, beyond line-of-sight satellite communications, communication with public safety agencies and wideband data communications. Big amateur radio changes ahead for China. Mandatory membership of the Chinese Radio Sports Association will be a thing of the past as that country moves forward under soon-to-be-announced new amateur service regulations. For the past 30 years, only a sports organisation could transmit over amateur radio. It began with the station BY1PK on the 29th of March 1982, at first on CW and with limited bands. Now clubs and individuals have their own call signs throughout the world's most populated country. The system of them first being a member of a sport-related body before entering amateur radio no longer works and will end. Along with the regulations will be a new entity called the Chinese Radio Amateur Club that will be solely focused on amateur radio. The regulations promise to bring China more in line with its counterparts throughout the world. The new group will deal with the regulations including visitor licences, conduct exams and licensing, create band plans, allow nationwide mobile operation, develop emergency communications infrastructure, amateur satellites and work through the IARU. Being trialled for emergency communications is a new error-correcting low-power data mode for HF radio using Chinese characters. A software-defined radio receiver network for noisy locations, an alarm system, VHF and UHF repeaters and training. New Philippines Amateur Service Rules The National Telecommunication Commission has revised its regulations to stimulate amateur radio in the Philippines and introduced a new foundation licence which gives access to the 2 metre band and up to 50 watts. This is additional to the technician class on VHF and HF with 200 watts PEP, the general up to 1 kilowatt PEP, and the top of the range extra class with all bands and up to 2,000 watts PEP. 
Clubs with 25 radio amateurs are eligible for a licence. Extra class licences of five years standing may be deputised as amateur inspectors to visit stations. There was freedom to operate mobile, a publicly available licensees list, a question bank, vanity call signs and access to internet linking. The regulations formally recognised the National IARU Society, the Philippines Amateur Radio Association, which celebrates its 80th anniversary on November the 30th at La Mesa Dam New Guesthouse in Quezon City. German Space Agency rejects AMSAT DL Mars mission. Germany's space exploration plans will not support a proposed ham radio mission to the Red Planet. We have more in this report from AR Newsline. After five years of discussions and negotiations with the German Space Agency, AMSAT DL reports that nation's space exploration group has withdrawn its support for the amateur satellite organization's plan to send a ham radio satellite to Mars. This is the so-called P5 or Phase 5 satellite mission. According to the AMSAT News Service, the agency advised the group that P5's mission was not financially feasible, and also that compared with the current Mars missions, the scientific attraction was simply not there. You can read that to mean that the project is simply not of sufficient interest to the formal scientific research community. The decision by the German Space Agency also affects plans for a geostationary Earth-orbiting ham radio satellite, that being the so-called Phase 3E, which was to be a part of the overall P5 program. None of this is good news for Amateur Radio's future exploration of the final frontier. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Bert Hicks in Los Angeles. Nominations are being invited for the German National Amateur Radio Society, the DARC, for the prestigious Horkheimer Prize. This consists of an etched glass trophy and a monetary prize for non-personal use. The money is being spent for the promotion of amateur radio, however the recipient chooses. The prize can be awarded to one or more persons or institutions. Any member of an amateur radio society in the International Amateur Radio Union is eligible and self-proposals are permitted. Nominations must be submitted to the DARC by March 28, 2013, and the prize itself will be awarded the opening of next year's Ham Radio Convention at Friedrichshafen. Ireland's Irish Radio Transmitter Society is the latest national ham radio organization to line up in opposition to the newly proposed Pan-European Draft Digital Power Line, or PLT, transmission standard. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has more. Following the news last week that the German National Society, DARC, now opposes a new pan-European draft power line transmission standard, we have heard that the Irish Radio Transmitter Society, like the RSGB, also opposes the standard. In their magazine they say that the draft standard accepts that the PLT devices do not, in effect, meet the essential requirements of the EMC directive as it prescribes measures to mitigate interference by permanently or dynamically excluding frequencies in the amateur or aeronautic mobile and broadcast bands. The IRTS committee took the unanimous view that it would not be appropriate to support a draft level standard, a draft standard that sought only to protect selective sensitive frequencies in the HF spectrum without regard to the levels of interference that could be caused by the equipment concerned on the remainder of the HF spectrum. For the amateur radio newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, in Nottingham, in the United Kingdom. 
As previously noted here on Amateur Radio Newsline, this new standard concerns the devices that people will install in their homes to run data over their house wiring. It has nothing to do with PLC or BPL data that's carried over the company Powerline Networks. The ARRL reports that 14-year-old radio amateur Tom Jose, VU3TMO, has just achieved his digital DXCC award. First licensed when he was 13 years old in December of 2011, VU3TMO is a third-generation ham operator in his family along with his parents. VU3TMO is a member of India's National Institute of Amateur Radio and the Dayton Amateur Radio Association. He's reported to be one of the youngest hams in this nation. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline are on the web at www.arnewsline.org. And I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1 WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2012. Worldwide CQ Worldwide DX Contest CW, November 24 and 25. VK Spring VHF UHF Field Day, November 24 and 25. Worldwide ARRL 160-meter contest, November 30. Worldwide Ritty Melee, December 1. Worldwide ARRL 10-meter contest, December 8 and 9. So as you see, not a lot happening till year's end contest-wise. Maybe our WA directors and ex-officios looking after contests, awards, DX, etc., etc. would like to supply the WA members and listeners to this broadcast with material to prove that we haven't all gone to sleep. Not going to sleep is IARU Region 1 who have just released this month's IARU monitoring report on the web and to its sister societies. In Intruder Watch, we find that a French radar is again active on 7000-14000-14250-21000 kHz using a 20 kHz wide burst system. They also report that taxi operators in the Russian Federation, Belarusia, Ukraine and Kazakhstan are using FM in the amateur radio 28 MHz band more than ever. Read the International Amateur Radio Union Monitoring System, IARUMS, Region 1, October 2012 newsletter at the web address wia.org.au and click this week's broadcast. I think I have time again to bring you that DX code of practice and with little band activity, a good chance to listen and learn. I will listen and listen and then listen again before calling. I will only call if I can copy the DX station properly. I will not trust the DX cluster and will be sure of the DX station's call sign before calling. I will not interfere with the DX station, nor anyone calling, and will never tune up on the DX frequency or in the QSX slot. I will wait for the DX station to end a contact before I call. I will always send my full call sign. I will call and then listen for a reasonable interval. I will not call continuously. I will not transmit when the DX operator calls another call sign, not mine. I will not transmit when the DX operator queries a call sign, not like mine. I will not transmit when the DX station requests geographic areas other than mine. When the DX operator calls me, I will not repeat my call sign unless I think he's copied it incorrectly. I will be thankful if and when I do make a contact. I will respect my fellow radio amateurs and conduct myself so as to earn their respect. 
In Ingham, where after the eclipse we are starting to see the light, I'm Felix VK for fuq Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Sydney, it can be heard on VK2RWI on 147MHz at 10am on Sundays. I'm John Mazels, VK2JPM. What use is an F-call? So, you've got yourself a transceiver, and it's all working well. You've read the manual more than a couple of times, and you know your way around your kit. It's great to know how to operate your own radio, and I have spoken to many hams who know their way around their own radio backwards. I remember one day speaking with an amateur, and we were talking about how I could show a spectrum scope showing activity across a band. He lamented that his radio didn't have that functionality. I had a quick look through his system and activated the spectrum scope on his radio as well. A pleasant surprise for both. The opposite happened not long afterwards when another amateur was using my rig to listen to a remote station. He fiddled with some settings and magically the station appeared from out of the muck and we could hear it clearly. I asked him how he did that and after some hand waving it transpired that there were some settings I knew nothing about. The radio which I'd known for many hours, read the manual backwards and so on. It's been on my to-do list for a little while now, but I've just spent an enjoyable couple of hours sitting at my radio, rereading parts of the manual, learning more about its operating parameters, how to set filters, turn on and off pre-amplifiers, change microphone equalisation and many other settings. How well do you know your radio really? I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6 Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, and in this week's Special Interest Group News, I've got for you some radio scouting and also the final frontier. Christmas Eve, ham radio satellite to flash Morse code. December the 24th, the Japanese students who built FITSAT-1 are planning to activate the satellite's LED optical array and flash a message in Morse code to Earth. And the Morse message is expected to be visible with the unaided eye. According to Takushi Tanaka, JA6AVG, the students plan to start testing the optical system at the end of November. The FITSAT-1 CubeSat was developed by students at the Fukuoka Institute of Technology, that's FIT in Japan, and it has a CW beacon on 437.250 MHz and a data link on 437.445 MHz and there's also a 5.8 GHz data downlink. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. In Maryborough, Queensland, a very dedicated band of volunteers are working in preparing the local showgrounds and equestrian park to become a working canvas city. Jeff VK4ZPP has filed this report. People are travelling and sacrificing their weekends at the venue of the Australian National Scouts Jamboree, AJ 2013, commencing on the 2nd of January next. As part of the preparations, the pieces of organising a special event amateur radio station are being juggled into place. For the collectors of special event call signs, be on the lookout for Victor India 4 Australian Jamboree Scouts, operating on HF, VHF and UHF, as well as internet-linked modes for what is expected to be a busy 10 days. For the members of Merge Incorporated, This is again a great experience of sharing the great hobby of amateur radio with other dedicated volunteers in the world of scouting. Ours is 
but a small part of the program, but with the possibility of having 10,500 scouts accessing the station to earn their Jamboree Award, this is a major event for a regional radio club as well. For the WIA National News Service, this is Jeff, VK4ZPP, on behalf of the Maribara Electronics and Radio Group. Thanks, Jeff. Now, as I leave you this week, you, the listener, can take a leaf out of VK4ZPP's book by submitting some news items for next week's news broadcast. Yes, it's easily done. Easy to submit news items for inclusion in the VK1WIA broadcast. Simply email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au. And to submit audio, we have a How to Submit Items page on the WIA website in the weekly news broadcast section. Remember, the sooner you submit your material, the greater the likelihood of it being broadcast in the upcoming edition of WIA National News. Each item will only be broadcast once, so if you want your item mentioned across a couple of weeks' news broadcasts, then please submit different slants and different recordings of your event to keep it fresh and always in the news. And always, if the newsroom is to read your item, then please write it in the third person. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Well, here we are. We've finally reached it, right down the bottom of WIA National News for another week. This one was for week commencing November 18, 2012. We'll do it all again next week, right here on your favourite channel. Till then, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.